some aspect of your character that came out that you didn't plan for? Uh, Mickey Mouse fucking voice. By your powers combined, <laughs> you are kind of audible. Boner! Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. So let's cut right to the third story room of the Jasper Leaf Apothecary, where the hood just stealthily flew in, all invisible and shit, but was discovered by a strange-looking creature that was just like a, a big old lumpy brain with like noodle legs, and it's got like a big, like a big toothy maw, like bisecting the the brain lump on the top and that's what hood sees when he turns around to go back out the window and he says uh i have one question for you and you're just now realizing that you're hearing all of this only in your head i think back i have more than one question for you <laughs> the creature says is it painful to defecate depends can be sometimes it's quite pleasant <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> this is interesting, interesting. Okay, my turn. What the hell are you? That is a rude, presumptuous question. But I suppose I'll answer it anyway. Coming from the, the thing that just asked me was painful to shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly not human. I've never seen an animal like that. Does it look like a ghost? Is it like kind of transparent? No, it's, it looks totally solid. Okay. He says, uh, your people refer to my kind as cerebric fungi. I'm not from your Galarian. You're an outsider. Galari- no, I am not from another plane either. Then where are you from? I'm not from this world. Now, it's what, what might not be straightforward is if you were to leave the planet, you would still be on the material plane. Like each plane of existence is its own universe. So you could go to some far-flung planet 12 million light years away. Right. You're still on the material plane. What mechanically is that defined as? Like another from another plane as an outsider? He's an extraterrestrial, I guess. So a humanoid of some sort? Oh, he's not a humanoid of any kind, but he says, My name is Shishimist. <laughs> Seriously, dude, can we get a real name? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Shishimist? I can't say that. I can't say that. Well, the funny thing is, he's not saying it either. You're pretty sure that it's much easier to say in your head than it is out loud. <laughs> that makes for great radio. Thank you. <laughs> this whole situation's just dripping with it. He says, my turn. What are you doing in the Jasper Leaf Apothecary? Well, that's a good question. That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> I will know if you lie to me. I'm sure he's going to know if a lot of people lied to him. He would definitely know if I lied to him. <laughs> um, I was just curious and saw an open window and thought I'd have a look-see. Maybe a little scouting. Make a bluff check. I did not bluff. You deceived. You didn't just enter because you were curious. I said maybe to do some scouting. Make a bluff check. Make a little white lie check. Fourteen. Ooh. He says, I can tell that's not entirely true. All right, but it's my turn. <laughs> Very well. And he does the brain fungus equivalent of like crossing his arms in anticipation of your question. 
And what are you doing here? Oh. <laughs> Say that you'll know if he lies. I know if he lies. Our minds are telepathically linked right now. I can actually sense motives. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, sense motive. Go. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a 26 to whatever he says. He seems to be telling the truth so far. He hasn't said anything. Exactly. Yeah, well, fucking. <laughs> he said what he wanted. Wait until <laughs> I finish the sentence. <laughs> Some time ago, I was injured very badly. Zarskia Galambar found me, brought me here, and nursed me back to health. And ever since, I have been a non-consenting guest in her apothecary. She keeps me here to harvest my tissue. Admittedly not exactly painful, but it is humiliating indeed. Well, all right, I'm, I'm going to go again. Then you can have two in a row. That's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> yeah, but I think you'll like this one. Very well. What would Zarya do if I were to help you escape from here? Would she come looking for you? This is very likely she would come looking for me. More likely, she would come looking for you. My turn. What do I taste like? You must tell me. You ever have corned beef and hash? It's kind of like that. I don't know what those are. They would. They probably have corned beef and hash. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not this dude who's captive, but like I feel like that would exist in this world. It's a very the basic dish. Brain thing has had it. And for, for the record, I've eaten cow brains, and they do taste like corned beef and hash. It's a very similar texture, kind of sim- similar flavor. Huh. Interesting. Very well. My second question. Why didn't you kill them, the other goblins, from your childhood? I'm not like the other goblins. I never had that thirst for just brutal violence. I'd prefer not to take a life if I didn't have to. Admirable. And what will you do if I use my telekinesis to alert Zarskia of your presence? I meant telepathy. I'm such a dummy. You would be condemning yourself to your own cell. Diplomacy? Sure. Not that I'm good at that. Do I maybe not have to make a roll? It's just as bad as my bluff. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make a roll, see what happens. Five. Perhaps we can help each other. But first, you must tell me the real reason why you are in the Jasper Leaf Apothecary. Okay. I'm here doing scout work because I'm going to be obtaining something at some point from somewhere in here. I would have thought I made myself more clear. And straighten your tongue and tell me the real reason why you're here instead of speaking in ambiguities. I mean, I, I did. I'm doing scout work to steal well, something. Okay. I think he wants to know. He if, wants you to tell him that you're I, here to, to fuck Zarskia. If you had said to steal something, that would have been more specific <laughs> than if you said, I'm going to obtain something at some point. I mean, that could mean I'm going to buy something from the shop. Dude, the thing, downstairs. thing is a whole brain talking to me. I think he can piece together that I'm implying I'm going to steal something. What will become of Zarskia after you have obtained your prize? Zarsia was never the prize. I would assume she would continue to run her shop. I had no plans of killing her, 
As I told you, I'd prefer not to take a life if I don't have to. Then I fear I cannot help you. But I still think I can help you. No sentient creature should be held against its will. I know for a fact that not only my good Birdman friend hates slavers, I happen to sail under a captain who doesn't appreciate slavers himself. If you were to free me and Zarskia was allowed to remain alive, or at least free, as she you, will find me. Well, as you said, she'd come for us. And if she felt she needed to come for us and be violent in her ways of obtaining you back, we would surely have to defend ourselves. So I'm to become a new prisoner under your oh, protection? no, you don't need to come with us. As you said, she's going to come to us first. I won't pretend to know what her priorities are. Although I can tell you, if I obtain what I need to, she won't be running her shop for much longer. Maybe you could help me find it. What is your name? I am the Hood. Just the Hood. And he can read my mind and know that's true. Well, mostly true. Well, the Hood. Take it from me. Shermanist. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you right in your brain hole. <laughs> there is not much help I can offer you. I only know this room, nothing beyond. But I suppose I won't openly oppose you. Nor will I tell Zarskia that you are ever here. Can you, with your telepathy, sense the other people in the apothecary? To an extent. The more barriers in my way, the fuzzier the thoughts become. Maybe you could be of use. Um, at this point, I think I would divulge the plan. I wouldn't give him names. Like, I wouldn't say Devoth. I wouldn't say the chick that sent us any of that. But, like... Basically tell him that I'm looking for proof that, that I'm looking for evidence that she's a cellist spy. What I think I want to do is, does anybody have like a message spell or some way that would allow us to communicate? I have the mechanical nope, parrot. No, nope, it's got to be like... <laughs> so what I'm thinking is if he can sense people, when we do the heist, if like I could have the some kind of way to communicate with him... He could, like, let me know when people are coming down a hallway or something, right? Like, at least on the second level. Or is that, am I pushing his abilities too far, Axel? That might be a bit more precise than what he can do, at least from this room. Like, he might be able to approximate, like, oh, this person is on the third floor. This person is on the second floor, but, like... Yeah, that's kind of what I was looking for him to do. So, like, whenever I do the heist, right, now I come up to this third room and like wait for him to kind of sense and go okay there's nobody in the hallway now like you can go down to wherever the locked room or whatever that thing was right well that's the thing though like he's not going to like first of all he doesn't know the layout so he's not going to know that you know this stretch of the building is the hallway and second of all like he's like he could approximate like which story they're on not like what part of that story they're on so yeah to an extent he could probably help you out and he wouldn't have any knowledge of maybe him overhearing someone's thoughts as they went by, like, know where maybe some damning evidence is, or at least heard of some damning evidence? Because I guess at this point, we don't even know if it's true. Well, go ahead and ask him. Have you by chance heard of or know of any evidence of treason 
I have little interest in such things. And no, I have not. All right, I guess I would just leave it with him that once we pull off the heist, I'll free like bring him out with me. And that he has the option to... I'll guarantee him that Devoth will offer protection. And it's his choice if he wants to take it or not. Ooh, Devoth loves it when people promise things. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I feel pretty confident that when I go to Devoth, I'm like, yo, this guy was locked up like a slave and they were harvesting from him. What was I going to do? Leave him? Right. That's that's fair. I was just, yeah. I was just trying to make it funny. Yeah. <laughs> he says, very well. Hood, I have one final request before you leave. Lay it on me. Could you cut your fingers off and leave them here? No, I kind of need them. Very well. Perhaps after I'm freed. We'll revisit it. (laughs) Put a pin in that. What a guy. (laughs) What a fucking guy. Can I peek out one of the doors? Perhaps. Which door do you peek out of? (laughs) Uh... I guess I wouldn't know what they open out to, right? Because we didn't have layouts for the third floor. Correct. I guess right. Okay. Like subtly, you know. I'm not like I'm still invisible. I'm still flying. It's a hallway. From the door, it goes, it goes straight forward about 15 feet and then turns to the right. Before that, about 10 feet in front of you, there's a door on the left. That's all you can see. I'm gonna go out into the hallway and go up to the door on the left. And kind of listen on the door. Do I? Does it sound like anyone's in there? Why don't you roll stealth for me since you're moving around? I'm invisible. You're yeah, still I making know, I know. So you get a I know. So you get a plus twenty on your stealth. Oh, you sure you want me to roll this then? Because <laughs> it's going to be a minimum forty-one. Let's see what you got. Uh, twenty-six. So it's a forty-six. <laughs> uh, now give me perception to listen. Fourteen. You don't hear anything. I slowly try to open the door. Is it locked? It is not. Okay. I would slowly make my way in. Okay. Pale tiles line the walls and floors of this clean bathroom. A luxurious bath adorns the floor's center and an ornate stone basin, an inset cabinet, and several mirrors are affixed to the walls. It is empty, except for those things. Really? What about the cabinets and the cabinets? Can I roll a perception? Yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead. You can search them. 28. What kind of meds are these people on? <laughs> um, and it's apothecary, so probably a whole <laughs> fuck ton. You don't find much besides expensive perfumes and cosmetics worth a total of 240 gold pieces. I'll leave those. Okay. There's the door you came in through, and then there's another door on the south side of the room, which you can which you can assume leads back to the cerebric fungus. Okay. So that was what the door on the left led to. Yes. So I'm going to go back out into the hallway, and okay. I'm going to walk to the end of the hallway and peer around the corner. What do my peepers peep? Your peepers peep more hallway. So you are now facing the east. Uh, beyond the corner, there's another 15 feet of hallway before it ends in a dead end. There's a door on the left and right at the very end of the dead end. Before that, like directly after you were to take a right, you could take a left, and the hallway proceeds from there. Okay, I would go down so, to where the left turn off to the new hallway starts. Mm-hmm. Before I go past it, I'd like to look down it. Do I see anybody down that hallway? You do not. That hallway goes about 25 feet north and ends at the uh, stair landing. Okay. You can make a perception check, too. 
15. That's all you see. Okay. I'm going to keep going down the hallway I'm in, and this time I'd like to listen up against the door on the left first. Make a perception check. 11. You don't hear anything. Is it that I don't? All right, yeah, I guess. Um, okay, I'll see if that door's unlocked. It is not. And I peek inside. It's a modestly decorated bedroom. It looks like it is rarely used. Uh, you do see a small writing desk that has some odd papers. Can I examine the papers? No. I'm just kidding. Yes, you can. You're going to go through all this meticulous planning, and the hood is just going to find it right here. Like, all right, I guess we can just burn the place down. <laughs> it says right here, my name is Arsky, and I'm a spy. Derp, derp, derp. No, I feel like that evidence isn't kept in an unguarded, unlocked room. So the notes just look like a collection of transactions. Uh, you actually recognize the handwriting as Talkies. But there are uh, there's some drawers in the desk, and uh, if you were to rifle through them... Oh, and uh, I do. Uh, you see, uh, for the most part, nothing of consequence, just more generic transactions, but there are a couple important-looking notes. One actually shows you the uh, a rough outline of the third floor of the building. Well, I'll take that for sure. You notice, with perhaps a breath of relief that there is a trap in the northbound hallway on the third floor that you did not notice. Okay. The reset mechanism for the trap is actually located in the room that you're in uh, against the western wall. You also see that the uh, there there's some like old contracting papers that looks like, like custom work done to the building after the third floor was finished. I would take that as well. And it looks like the chimney has been repurposed and it is actually a 20 or so foot long hollowed out chute that leads into the basement you can see that a trap is located inside the chute but there's actually no details on the trap okay and finally on the rough outline of the layout of the third floor you can see that there's something called out in the the room to the south of where you are from the size and layout, it looks like the master bedroom. And there is uh, something or someone labeled Dowit in the room. Dowit. Okay. I'm going to exit, go to the door we just talked about, and listen on that door. Make a perception check. 20! Uh, with a 20, you don't hear anything, and you're pretty sure it's because there's nothing on the other side of that r uh, door making any noise. Not because I fucked you're up to hear anything. <laughs> Is it unlocked? Do you try to open it? I try to see if it's unlocked. It's locked. And what is that? A disabled <sighs> device check? Uh, it is. And I have thieves' tools on me, so I take uh, what? You don't take a minus two penalty. Okay. Yeah. If you have masterwork thieves' tools, you get a plus two. Uh, Matt, they're yours, so. They're not masterwork. They're ones okay. that Grok gave me when we left the Wormwood. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me like a climber's kit and thieves' tools. Better not lose those thieves' tools, Hood. And making a disable check isn't going to dispel my invisibility, is it? No. And actually, before you even make that, if I remember correctly, disable device is actually usually a check that the DM makes in secret. 
because there are consequences to failing to the point where if you fail hard enough, you mess it up, but you don't realize it or something like that. I assume that that makes sense for traps. Maybe it's just for traps. Let me just double check. I'm not seeing anything about me making the roll. So, Hood, whenever you're ready. 24. You fail to unlock the door. This lock must be pretty good. Yeah, I don't think I could do it then. I can only roll two higher max than that. <laughs> <laughs> There's always hero points involved, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, You want to spend your hero point? Oh, that oh my god. I, I wouldn't do it here. Just just throwing it out there like, Matt, shut up. You want to make <laughs> well, not now I don't. <laughs> my next move is I think I'm ready to leave. We already have a layout of the second floor. And before I go trouncing through this whole place, I'd like the bot to hopefully have found out that there's actual evidence first. Okay. So I will leave back the way I came. Okay. That was a fairly successful impromptu scouting mission. I Got a pretty say. good layout of the third floor, including plans. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good. Oh, to put a better uh, descriptor on the that trap in the hallway. So when you were in this uh, this bedroom hood, this actually would have stood out to you fairly quickly. There's actually a ballista pointed uh, against the western wall. It's like a tinier ballista than what you're used to seeing on the deck of the ship. It's opposite the wall where the plans say there is a trap in the hallway. And that it's also in the room where the plans say there is the reset mechanic on the trap. So it looks like the trap is actually a ballista is fired through the wall. Okay. uh, And unsuspecting soul. That's That's fantastic. Like I'm looking at the map and there's just like. Like, wait a minute, is that, what is that? It's just like a teeny tiny little ballista drawn in the room. I was like, well, shit, I guess that's what the trap is. Okay, so Hood goes out the way he came. Uh, do you say bye to Shishermanist? Yep, and I tell him that we'll be back in the near future. We'll take him with us. He says, good luck on your endeavors, for my sake. For both of our sakes. Yes, yes, fine. And I fly back out the window and down to the ground to uh, assume a waiting Cheryl. I was about to get to that. Uh, Cheryl, so you went up to to the hood and you were like, Phrasma says it's a good idea to get up in that window. Hood says, okay, drinks two potions, disappears, and it's been about five minutes. Yeah, I've been fucking whispering the whole time. (laughs) Hood! Hood, are you up (laughs) Oh my god, I knew this was a bad idea. Oh my god, fucking Phorasma's got me into another jam. <laughs> Immediately cursing his god. <laughs> That's just the kind Damn of guy Phrasma, I am. you bitch. <laughs> you, you know, you probably eventually would have seen that the third story window is open, and it wasn't open before. So you could draw your own conclusions that the hood somehow got up there after he turned invisible. Right, well, I figure he said he, you know, was going to do it, and then it opened, and then oh, I didn't yeah. hear back. I'm cursing that I didn't hear back from him. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you're so you're more like, he's MIA inside like, this dangerous place. Yeah, I'm whispering up, Hood! Hood, what's okay, going okay. on? <laughs> and then, but just nothing, because he's been talking to a fucking brain thing. Okay. I gotta think five minutes is like the 
tail end of a potion of invisibility. It's a second level spell, so like. So it'd be a fifth level. Fifth fifth caster level, yeah. A second level spell is like level three. Third. So it's like three minutes. Okay. So, Hood, I'd say probably as you're like looking over those papers in the bedroom, uh, your invisibility went out. Well, I fly out the way I came. So, yeah, Cheryl, you eventually do see the Hood flying out of the third story uh, window, and he's no longer invisible. In a good way, not in a bad way. (laughs) Yeah, he's not flying out like shit. Yeah, he's not careening to the ground dead. Or fleeing in terror this time. So yeah, I uh, I fly down and land next to Cheryl. Cheryl, you see the hood coming because his invisibility has worn off by now. Oh, there you are. Thank God. I thought I killed you for sure. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened up there? You tried to kill me? No, I... I... Well, regardless, it it was a very... Good suggestion. I, I'm like <laughs> heavy breathing, by the way. <laughs> I never doubted Phrasma. Yeah, oh. praise Phrasma. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of like pull some of the documents, like not all the way out, but just enough to show them that like I found some papers and oh, say, papers. Um, let's go find a quiet area to discuss this. Quiet area. Yeah. Okay. In fact, who else was scattering around the building? It was just you two outside the building. Tuck Tuck was doing some reconnaissance inside, and Scram uh, was doing his Beastmaster thing. <laughs> Scram's being a <laughs> Scram's being a Beast Master. Okay. Um, in that case, I think I would just head back to the boat because eventually all of this information's got to get shared. Okay. You mean well, the, you mean the house, yeah. or are you going through the blood pools? Oh, that's yeah. Because the the right. boat is still like three hours away through the sewers. <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess we would go back to the house. Okay, let's cut to Tuck Tuck. Well, actually, first, really quick. Uh, Scram, what did you do after your meeting with Zarskia? You went out and bought some scrolls? I just had a more recent idea. If I can get to, uh, if I could get to the house and see if we have, like, and see if um, we have any scrolls that I could just kind of hand off and be like, this is the trade for the Hellcat, like... Okay. Instead of, you know. Do you have any scrolls that you haven't yet scribed into your spell book? No. You've scribed all, like that that I, wizard's entire well, spell book? Well, I mean, those wouldn't be considered the, scrolls either. I guess not. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's been building items for it too, but I mean, you could always ask like Meryl Pegsworthy if he's got any yeah. scrolls right. for like, this yeah, particular endeavor. That, like, I want to just kind of go back to the house and be like... crowdsource some scrolls? Yeah. Okay. So, talk, talk. Yes. What are you up to? It's been about an hour since you bought some material components, and then you just kind of like... You, you told uh, Talkie that you're just going to have a look-see? Yeah. Uh, so, I was kind of stalling to make sure that I'm available in case things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't have a good plan to get in anywhere interesting that would that I could not get caught in. Mm-hmm. So I think I am going to gather up the things that I've already purchased, and I'm going to head back to the house. Actually, I I'm gonna head outside because I know people. Last I heard, people were outside. So I'm gonna see if my other crew is around outside. We're not. Well, yeah. I'm <laughs> <know that. laughs> As you're dealing with that, 
uh, the door opens and a man walks in. He's got like a very square jaw and uh, blonde hair. And he's like pretty tall. And he's got a musket hanging off his uh, shoulder. Hmm. Like he walks in, you can like hear his like big old boots like clump, 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 clump. The guard, who's just been kind of like inattentive the whole time, he sees this guy walk in and he like straightens up. And uh, the guy uh, looks at the guard and the guard kind of like jerks his head, like kind of like permitting this guy to go into the uh, back hallway. Where I am, can I see the back hallway? Yeah, can I see down it? Yeah. What's down there? It goes like 30 feet down before turning to the left, but the door closes before you can see. Like there's, there's two doors on the left, two doors on the right before that left-hand turn. And there's a door like straight ahead at the corner, but the door the door into the hallway is going to close before you see where he goes. Hmm. Did I recognize who the man was? Probably not. Why don't you make a knowledge local check? I don't think I want to, but I'll try it. It's just okay. straight intelligence, right? If you don't right. have yeah. 15. Uh, no, you don't recognize <laughs> him. Okay. Okay. So uh, you do anything besides collect your components and leave? Well, now I'm really curious about this hallway, and that makes me want to do bad things. I'm listening. <laughs> What's that guard doing? He looks like he got, like, the attention kind of, like, scared into him when that guy came before. He was kind of, like, leaning against the wall with his arms crossed, but, like, after that guy walked in, he's, like, standing much more at attention, like, like being on his best behavior all of a sudden. I'm going to walk up next to the guard, pretend I'm browsing, but while I'm browsing, I'm going to lead over and say, boss caught you napping? I'll give him a little elbow and a smile. He's kind of like, <laughs> no. Relax. I'm going to keep browsing and then going to cut right to the chase. So okay. what's up with that hallway? He somehow stands up even straighter than he's currently standing. <laughs> you hear his spine snap. <laughs> I got a spell for that. <laughs> so, sorry, uh, sir. No one is permitted to enter the hallway, nor are they to know what it contains without special permission. Well, how do I get that permission? Um, you need to be a especially valuable customer. How valuable? <laughs> I don't know how much value you got. Hundred gold. <laughs> That'll get you halfway down the hallway. Well, that's perfect. Says, <laughs> 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 so, oh, well, all right then. <laughs> uh, wait here. Okay. I wait. Oh no, wait. Hundred. No. So uh, he says, oh, all right then. And uh, Talkie's been standing there, kind of like. Almost inanimate, like just kind of like he's like in sleep mode until somebody comes to like, like somebody enters the store or you just you tell him you want something. Uh, he like stirs and he turns to the side. He says, what do you wish to purchase? Do I know about the other fellows buying poisons? They probably would because that was yesterday, right? So they probably would have uh, shared their experience with that. You can probably assume that a hundred gold is going to get you there. You also heard. Scram come in saying he was a beast master saying he'll give a thousand gold for the name of the beast in the apothecary. <laughs> and uh, instead of Talky bringing him down, like at first a guard went into the back to get Zarskia and then Scram was escorted into the hallway. So it was it was a slightly different uh, procedure than when uh, the Hood and Cheryl went back there. You know that Cheryl and the Hood got about halfway down the hallway and went into like a meeting room. You don't really, you don't know exactly where Scram went because I don't think he really had the opportunity to tell you yet. All right, I'm gonna take my things and go 
Wait, what, wait, what are you going to purchase? The things that I already purchased. But why did you say you were going to purchase something else? I leave. Wait, come back. <laughs> no. And I wave goodbye <laughs> and leave with my it- supplies after paying. Talky run, runs out of the shop after you. Really? Accordion arms flailing in the wind. No, he doesn't. Oh, that'd be beautiful because then I run back in and get down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tuck Tuck, the Hood, and Cheryl, it seems, have left. Uh, Tuck Tuck, are you going anywhere specific or are you just going back to the house? No, I'm going to walk the perimeter outside where I know the other guys were supposed to be. If I don't see them, I might actually hang out at one of their spots until Devoth comes out. Isn't Devoth in there for like the next twelve hours? Uh, it's like an eight-hour eight, shift, I think. Yeah, yeah eight hours. I I uh, feel like he should have some backup around, so I'm I'm gonna wait. Um. Okay. So, cut back to Scram, who has just arrived at Tessa's house, and Cheryl and the Hood are probably right behind him. Meryl, do we uh do we have any extra scrolls? I can figure out the. The Hellcat's name, I've been working on uh, another angle. I completely dropped the ball on telling the rest of the group, but I meet up with um, Zarskia in uh, in like two or three hours if we have uh, any scrolls lying around. You have a meeting with Zarskia? Yes, that's what I just said. Uh, I, I don't have any scrolls. What do you need scrolls for? Uh, well, I offered a thousand gold plus... Uh, three scrolls to learn the name of uh, this hell uh, this hell cat it's very direct of you scram well I, I don't have any scrolls on me uh, you might have to just go buy them I guess hey scram come here take a swing at me and he like fastens his uh <laughs> his blindfold he's like I'm out of practice come on take a swing at me I do enlarge person <laughs> you cast enlarge person on yourself yeah okay <laughs> while he's blindfolded all right Stop just saying gibberish and take a swing at me. Come on. Give me all you got. 23. Oh! <laughs> Roll damage. Five damage. And before he even takes off the blindfold, I just like try to undo. You dismiss the, the enlarged spell. person? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> take a swing at me. And <laughs> so Meryl just stands there for six seconds while, Cheryl, while Scram is like cast an enlarged person. Come on, Scram. Don't hold anything back. Then his giant ham-sized fist <laughs> smacks him right in the face. Meryl's like, "Oh!" And he's like, taking, like, going to take his blindfold off, like the average <laughs> size of a ham. <laughs> no, like a big old ham. Uh, not like a slice, <laughs> like a spiral, like a like a like a pig. Like a whole like pig. The, this, like you know, when someone just hits you with a pig, it's like yes. that. Okay. <laughs> so Scram is just normal Scram when he takes his blindfold off, and uh, Meryl looks him up and down. And he's like. He's like massaging his cheek. He's just like, oh, you you pack a punch for a little guy. I really am out of practice. The, the Aether didn't warn me. Yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> I won't yeah. fail you again, Scram. <laughs> I, I hope not. Okay, so by now I'd say uh, the Hood and Cheryl have arrived. No, Cheryl, Cheryl, take a swing at me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't he, even think twice. Blind? I just swing. <laughs> 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 this dude's going to be dead by the time Devoth gets back. Make an attack roll, Cheryl. Yeah, 16. You're hitting him with the book? Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think I'm just going to bare fist this guy? I'm like... (laughs) He hasn't been able to use his book in forever. He's going to book him right in the head. Oh my god. Alright, how much damage do you deal? If I hit him, then 9. 
do you do you bane human on the book first? <laughs> no, I don't go that far. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! He, he takes his blindfold off and he looks pretty beat up. He's like, "Whoa, oh, I, I think I gotta sit down." I walk right past him and into the kitchen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> straight to business. In my yeah. mind, I imagine that as like one fluid, unbroken motion too. Just like walk in yeah. the front door, walk up to him, buck him, keep going right into the kitchen. <laughs> imagine Cheryl's mumbling something too about like there's a dinner time around here. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll just I'll leave it. It's, I'll leave it to you three. I asked Scram, did you have any luck on the Hellcat? Yeah, actually, uh, I have a I have a meeting with Zarskia in like two hours. Uh, I need to get three scrolls, uh, more preferably uh, necromancy. Well, then sounds like you need to go head up the town. I was hoping that uh, Pegsworthy here would uh, have uh, some scrolls lined up here, but it doesn't seem like it. They don't have any scrolls in this house. Hey, Hood, take a swing at me. <laughs> I notch two arrows and intentionally shoot him as close to the sides of his head as I can. Like just, just like one on either side of his head type of thing? Yeah. Well, when I shoot like my first arrow, it's two that fire. So like I'm not trying to hit him. I'm trying to purposely oh, shoot him on either <laughs> side of like, his head. I thought you were actually shooting him no, no. on either side of his no, head. No. Like <laughs> ten minutes ago, he's like, I don't take a life if I can help it. <laughs> take a swing at me. <laughs> okay. All right, so you just you just shoot around him. Yep. He kind of like ducks, and he like takes his blindfold off, and he, he like looks around. He's like, "I did it! Third time's the charm." Then he turns around. And he sees two arrows sticking out of the wall, <laughs> like perfectly lined to his head. When he turns, he's like, "Hey, you! Don't let me catch you shooting arrows in here again. This is Lady Tessa's house. Show some respect. I'm gonna go lay down." All right, I'm gonna. If no one really has uh, anything to say, I, I'm gonna go to town and uh, grab some scrolls. Okay. Once Scram leaves, the hood immediately thinks to himself, oh, thank God, for he is afraid that he's going to get yelled at for taking documents this time. (laughs) 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 I would then go into the kitchen and proceed to show Cheryl the documents, assuming while we eat dinner. Okay. Cheryl and the hood just go over the... uh... The third floor documents. Let's go back to Devoth. About 20 minutes after Zarskia got called out of her laboratory. Well, like five minutes after that, she came back and uh, went back into her laboratory. And about, so about 15 minutes after that, a, another guard uh, shouts up the the staircase. Says, hey up there, Giles is here to see Zarskia. Rolf turns to Devoth and says... All right, your turn, Rucky. Go ahead and give the door a knock. All right, uh, all right. So I walk up to the door and give it a couple knocks. A few seconds go by. Zarskia exits the lab, looking uh, a little annoyed. She turns to Devoth and she's like, "Who are you?" I'm the new guard. Call me Devin. What is it, Devin? Uh, apparently, there's a guy named Giles here to see you. Ah, <sighs> very well. She uh proceeds down the stairs um after she goes down the stairs i'll turn to rolf and like who's this giles guy if she seemed to know who he was he seems to rate the personal meeting i've never heard of him oh some sort of personal confidant 
I honestly have no idea. Hmm. He he shows up a few times a month. Uh, I have a theory as to who he might be, but we'll we'll discuss that later. So then we'll go back to Scram. I guess I attempt to buy uh, some scrolls of necromancy. Okay, going for anything specific. So let's go with Command Undead, Cursed Terrain, and uh, False Life. Okay, so that'll be 450 gold. And two hours later, uh, you return to the apothecary. Do you bring Cheryl in the hood with you, or are you going back by yourself? By myself, as it originally was. Okay. About a half hour after Zarskia goes down the stairs, she returns to her laboratory. And Scram, you arrive at the apothecary. You enter. You you uh, go through the door. Talkie says, welcome to the Jazz Relief Apothecary. I'm, uh, I'm currently uh, talking with uh, Zarskia. Uh, and she said that she wanted to meet back up with, in, uh, in two hours. Uh, so I'm here to have a meeting with her. Wait here, please. He looks at the guard, who then goes into the back room. Devoth, you hear another guard shouting up. <laughs> uh, Rolf says, I'll get this one. <laughs> Knocks on the door. Uh, Zarskia exits her lab. Uh, she doesn't look annoyed this time. She doesn't even... Well, yeah, the, the person who yelled up would have said, uh, someone named Scram to see Zarskia. Wait, did he give his Dev- real name? <laughs> Devoth, he did. Would, yeah. Devoth would probably not be too happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd be like... Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it could be anybody named Scram. Yeah, that's a common that's a very, name. Very common name. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so Rolf knocks on the door. Zarski comes out. Rolf says, someone named Scram to see you. And <laughs> Devoth, you may be even more uh, upset to hear Zarski be like, ah, yes, I was expecting him. <laughs> <laughs> so Zarski goes downstairs. And... Uh, the guard comes back into the front front room and he says, follow me, Scram. I do so. Okay, he leads you into the same meeting room as before. Zarski is al- already sitting there and she is, uh, she's in one of the armchairs and she's pouring uh, some wine into a goblet. There's two goblets of wine. She puts the, uh, she stoppers the wine, puts it uh, into like a hidden compartment underneath the table there. Okay. And you enter and she offers you a goblet. Um, sure. Why the fuck not? Okay. She holds up her goblet in a toast. Toast. She sips the wine. I, uh, I do the same, uh, kind of, kind of, not in an obvious fashion, but like kind of, uh, kind of keeping my mouth it in a subtly closed, uh, manner. Like, you know, I, yeah, I kind of have it like kind of going into my mouth, but not really in a full drinking fashion. Okay. You're just not drinking as much as you're trying to make it seem like you are. Right. Okay. So she puts her goblet down. She says, do you have your payment? Scram. Uh, Off to the side of the table, I place three scrolls and 1,000 gold. And in front of me, I also have uh, my journal ready to kind of write down whatever she has to say, like, as interested as I possibly can look. Okay. Uh, She collects the payment. She puts it in uh, her uh, her coat pocket. She says, so Scram, before we get down to business, uh, I'm interested. Uh, can you tell me about some of the fantastic beasts that you have uh, chronicled in your travels? Oh, uh, yeah. 
So, uh, and I tell her specifically about the time that we've uh, come across a tentacle monster, like the... Do you call it by its proper name, Tentacle Monster? I wouldn't know exactly the name of it, but like Scram would think like... Are you talking about the vine monster? Yeah, the vine creature, yeah. Okay. You probably just call it the demon of Mancatcher Cove if you're using your real name. Like, Well, my uh, goal isn't to like... Because I, I would assume that word has traveled around the shackles about uh, about this story. So my goal isn't to reveal my actual name. Like who the fuck knows the... Uh, the siege engineer on the maskador. On the maskador. I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to find out where. I don't know, but anyway, do what you're doing. Yeah. So like, uh, I go uh, on about the sunbird, the uh, tentacle monster. Mm-hmm. Okay. She says, "Ah, oh, fascinating, fascinating." But uh, you're here to learn about a creature of mine. Yeah. Yes. Please. Please. Shimmeray is a very special beast of mine. I have grown quite fond of her over the years. She's a camadan. So it's a it's a cat of some sort? Why don't you make a knowledge arcana check? Okay. Twenty eight. Ooh, very nice. So you know that camadans are uh large feline magical beasts. You know that they actually have a pair of snakes protruding from from their backs that behave in tandem with the creature, and that the snake's poison puts uh, targets to sleep. Something else you know is that camadan is actually kind of a broad term. It's not quite as broad as saying, like, I have a snake, instead of saying, I have a cobra. Right. We know that there are variants. There are more than one kind. So... There's like the generic Camadan, but then there are other offshoots. So it's possible that she's kind of holding back with a full description on what this creature is. I kind of, I mean, not in an interrupting manner, but I do present my knowledge of it. Like, I'm just like, oh man, I've, I've heard of these. Uh, I've only heard of so many types. Uh, there's this one, there's this one, there's this one, there's this one. Do you, do you happen to know the exact... Uh, type is she uh she's looking at you like she's equal parts impressed and annoyed she says yes actually uh that's very sharp of you it's a dusk camadan that's fascinating sorry uh how did you ever like be able to work with such a thing well being an alchemist you develop a bit of a resistance to poisons so it's a little easier for me to work with her than others and over time she's learned to accept me as uh as her owner and she lets me milk poison out of her as well as accepts my signs of affection and she kind of like she kind of drops her formality for a second and you're kind of reminded of like like just any old person talking about their pet cat oh okay (laughs) like oh mittens Mittens (laughs) the best that's it he bites at other people but he loves me i swear Meanwhile, like, I have my journal, like, laid out on the table so that way she could see exactly what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, none of the information is, like, I-, I link it to her, but, like, I'm writing down, like, eh, like you know, these things, apparently you can treat them like pets, you could do that, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. So, like, I look genuinely fascinated, which I am. This is uh, an astonishing find. 
All right, so Tom, uh, Scram, are you prolonging this meeting? Not any more than I have to. Like, uh, uh, like when she's clearly kind of like uh, set in stone with the uh, uh, yeah, with she... the information that she's given me, I kind of like make it known that I'm willing to leave when she's good. Yeah. So after you're you're like gushing, like, oh, this is incredible. I never thought I'd find this poor peril. She says, "Is there anything else I can?" do for you scram no that's that's it uh thank you so much uh this this really helped out my pleasure she taps her belt pouch with a thousand gold more than she walked in the meeting room with uh i would i would uh, like right as soon as like you know i kind of get up to leave like i'd love to do business with you uh some other time perhaps scram what do you what do you do from there do you go back to the house yeah. Well, I leave. Scram kind of has the sense that they're like, she might be like very hesitant about giving that information. So, like, I kind of give like a solid walk around the block, you know, if there's like any followers I want to see, like, you know, if there's anyone who clearly stands out. Make a perception check. That's a 23. You don't see anybody following you. So, I. Don't get the sense that anybody's following me. Nope. Okay, very well. Gonna lead them right back to the house. Pretty much, unfortunately. Scram being confident, he's gonna go uh, to the house. Okay. Is there, well, is there any, like, back entrance, back alleyway into this house? You haven't been shown one. You know that it's built right up against the side of of the cliff that it's built on. You know, it would have been helpful if we had, like... You know, copies of the layout of the house that you could reference mm. right now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 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 Like 10, 15 minutes after Zarskia goes down for her meeting with Scram, she returns looking pleased with herself. Okay. She says to you and uh, and Rolf on her way through, she says, uh, she says, I'm not taking any more appointments for the rest of the day. And then she enters her lab. Rolf says, yes, ma'am. I, yes, yes, ma'am. He gives you a wink, says, you'll get it next time. <laughs> okay. Anyone got anything else? Any other ideas for the day? I feel like we would just wait so. for Devoth to come back so we could go over yeah. our findings. Yeah, unless unless anything else happens interesting up on my landing that I'm guarding, then then, yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah, no, nothing else really happens. Especially if she's not taking any more appointments. Like, what the hell am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So, your shift ends at 4 p.m. And you know that you are due back for your next shift at 4 a.m. Okay. You just go back to the house? Yeah. All right. I guess you'd probably bump into Tuck Tuck on your way back. Or he bumps into you. I don't know. Tuck Tuck, you said you were basically just going to hang out and wait for Devoth to get off of work, right? Yeah. He didn't know Probably the- at that bar that the hood was at. It was a good bar. So yeah, a little after four, you see Devoth uh, walk out the front door of the apothecary. I'll tell you for a little bit until we're out of the sight of the apothecary, and then I'll catch up and get your attention. Okay. Captain. Ah, oh, Tuck Tuck. Hey. How's it going? Uh, all right. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> I point back to the bar that I was at for a while. Did you find anything useful? Um, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, we should get back to the house before we... Say too much. I don't like repeating myself. Ah, that's fair. You're back at the house. I walk up and punch Meryl. 
Oh yeah, is he still there? Can I punch <laughs> him too? Oh. <laughs> Apparently, I'm literally the only person that's missed him. Yep. <laughs> I've never hit him. I'm, I you haven't, haven't hit him. him yet either. Correct. Like I Zar- can't wait. Like Zarskia, I don't think Meryl's taking any appointments for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> the arrows really shook him. And now that I think about it, it's 4 p.m. Cheryl and uh, the Hood had a pretty early dinner. More like lunch. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody's back at the house. Time for dinner. Go ahead and role play. All right. Yeah. So we, uh, we sit down to a nice meal. Compliments of our hostess. And uh, so, Tuck Tuck, uh, Hood. Cheryl, what did you guys find out today? I just pull out those documents and start laying them out. Oh, where did you find these? On the third floor landing of the apothecary. I bet you're wondering how he got to the third floor, right? I'm wondering start... why the hell you're infiltrating the third floor already. We're still trying to case the place. Well, it was Cheryl's idea. Yeah, <laughs> and it was Cheryl's it was, idea. It was a good idea, Captain. I mean, look what it, look what <laughs> it resulted in. <laughs> Probably the best idea we had yet. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Wait till Scram goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed Devon uh, skipped over Scram when he was asking everybody how it went. I think he's yeah. saving him for last. <laughs> well, it's also like these three were the ones that were sent to really scout the place. Like, mm-hmm. like I knew Scram had his own thing going, but these three were the ones that were supposed to be casing the place. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Did you get caught? No, I'm here with you. Sense motive. <laughs> this is going to be a fascinating roll-off here. I mean, I'm not really bluffing. I just not remember. Like, I wouldn't consider the brain catching me. 18. So I imagine Devoth says, did you get caught? And uh, the hood said, no, not by anybody who didn't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get caught. Hood. What yeah. happened? Well, like I said, I didn't get caught, but I did kind of promise a th- brain freedom <laughs> and maybe promise that you would offer protection if he wanted it. You did what? L- Ooh, he- yeah. So I went up to the third floor, and when I went into the room, there was this brain-like creature, and he told me that he's a captive of Sarskia. That she harvests his, wasn't quite flesh, tissue. Harvests his tissue. For what? I have no idea. But I figured, what was I going to do? Just leave him there to be a slave, to be harvested? I thought you were all about no slaves. (sighs) And documents, like, we didn't have any plans on the third floor. You know, just because it worked out doesn't mean it was a good idea. But you're saying it worked out, right? This time it I did. Turned, I turned to Cheryl. I start kind of elbow him like, yeah, dude. I turned points. to him and just start nodding. <laughs> points, points, points. All right, let me see these documents. I, I am excited to hand these documents down the table. I take the documents and I look down at the two of you who are like celebrating and all happy. And I'm like, oh, by the way, you two are working the bilges for the next week. Ooh. Oh, oh, burn! It's a six-hour round trip back to the heist every day. <laughs> okay, no, they have a week's worth of bilge duty when we get back to the ship. Oh, okay. <laughs> like when we're done. <laughs> um, yeah. So I look over the documents and just, all right, all right, this will be useful. A conditional good job to you. 
Nice. <laughs> I am bitter. Uh, Tuck Tuck, did you get anything? I did some shopping and got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of went white girl on this. <laughs> All right, saving the best for last. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Right. How did Scram do, I say out loud? <laughs> yeah, what about if, that guy? If I got a week in the bilges for doing good, <laughs> Scram. And Devoth is already aware that Scram was there because he was called out by name within my hearing. <laughs> yeah. You're worried about if I got caught, he's in there using his real name. So yeah, I, after after getting nothing from Tuck Tuck, I just turned to stream like <laughs> that. All right, <laughs> like the slow turn of the head. <laughs> all right, Scram, why don't you tell me about your little meeting with Zarskia? Oh, you heard about that? <laughs> I uh, worked there. Of course, I heard about it. Meryl says, oh, "Snap!" <laughs> I worked there. <laughs> uh, did she at least seem happy at the end of the meeting? <laughs> tell me about the meeting. Uh, well, so uh, as recommended, we were trying to figure out this Hellcat. As it turns out, it is a Dusk Camadon. And these are my research notes upon uh, knowing that. This thing's pretty dangerous. I can't imagine this would be an easy uh, situation for us. So, like, do you, like, hand off your notes on whatever it was and stuff? Yep. All right. So Devoth is kind of like rifling through like, all right, breath weapon puts you to sleep. A cat with snakes? What the fuck? What the hell is going on in this apothecary? Uh, I don't know. Cat. Right. Well, it seems like, uh, I don't know. I'll have to find out where this thing is over the next couple of days. I'm sure I'll have to feed it eventually, but uh, I'll figure out where it is and we can we can plan from there. Oh, um, Meryl. Does the name Giles ring a bell to you? Uh, no. Well, Zarski had about a half-hour meeting with this guy named Giles earlier, and uh, seemed he seemed like a pretty big deal. From uh, what I gather from the other guards, it seems like he comes in once every week or so, and they have this half-hour meeting. I'm wondering if maybe he's uh, some kind of contact for her for uh, for Cheliax. That's possible. If he's having regular meetings with her, and she's seeing him personally. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Well, we'll need to get a bead on him. Indeed. Um, were any of you guys around when this Giles guy came in? I was. Do you have a description for him? I didn't see the guy. I just got the name and, you know, the reaction from the guards. I describe him. I also describe the reaction of the guard at the, uh, that let him in. Okay. That kind of corroborates with what Devoth was saying. Anyone else have anything, any suggestions for what to do tonight? Or are we just kind of calling a night and then i gotta go back to work for 4 a.m um also i would be using the uh the mechanical parrot to kind of like write notes back and forth to lemon just to give him updates that we're we're still doing the mission like stay where you are we'll we'll keep you updated on on what's going on type mm -hmm. of stuff just if we can use the bird to communicate back and forth like that at some point okay. i would want to get those uh sandals of uh spider yeah. oh yeah those would be pretty handy when I'm ready to case the joint. You can just walk up to the third story window. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have you do that like in the morning. I'll send like like that'll kinda of, like <clears throat> your task while I got guard duty tomorrow is like, you know, one of you guys stay behind it to, to keep an eye on the entrance and see if anyone important comes or leaves. Then the rest of you can trek back to the ship and, and get some supplies. Now, 
if I spend the day on the ship, can I end the bilges? Will that count as one of my weeks worth? <laughs> can I get one out of the way now? Well, I got nothing to do. <laughs> no, because basically it's it's like three hours there. You have to gather some supplies and then three hours back. Like That's going to be most of your days just walking there and back. Not going to have time to work a shift on the bilges. Well, if I like got up at four when you did, got back at seven, worked until four. You'll be fatigued the next day. I'm going to bed at like six. We're eating dinner at four. (laughs) (laughs) I planned it out. Whatever you got to do to get out of your imaginary punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's only one day. I'm just trying to make productive use of my time. All right, so does anyone have any plans besides going to sleep? Or just like going through the rest of your day? I have nothing else. Just uh, before I go to sleep, I would... I would tell them to uh, head back to the ship tomorrow, and you know maybe leave leave Tuck Tuck to keep an eye on the on the apothecary, and have uh, Cheryl Hood and Scram go back to uh, to the ship to to gather some supplies, including specifically the those slippers of spider climb for the hood. Okay. I would also share my plan of going to bed early and getting up early with Cheryl in case he was interested in knocking one of his days off quick. That's a good idea. So it looks like, Scram, you can either get up at four and head back with us, or get up when you want and head back yourself. Scram is going to prepare scrying. What? Okay. I had nothing to do with that. Uh, Yeah, uh, so like... Uh, I kind of want to talk to Devoth before I end up leaving, and I'll just be like, "You guys go. Uh, I'll catch up with you guys, and uh, I'll catch up with you guys when I get back to the ship." So you're gonna make the trek through the blood pools alone? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Fuck. There's a reason I sent you guys in a group, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Then I guess. Uh, uh, I was like, yeah. Also, you're an officer. You could just tell them, "No, we're gonna leave later." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be that much of a dick, but... <laughs> All right, well, I guess before I go to sleep then, uh, I tell Devoth, so I have a, this information on this Camden, and something I was thinking was uh, maybe I can possibly scry upon it to really kind of get the uh, full effect of it. I mean, you could try, you know, you know a rough location of it and you know a name, but uh, if you think it'll work and you think you can get eyes on it, then... Feel free to try. We got we got nothing but time right now. I have to wait until the next day because I don't have it prepared. So what's the current plan? Devoth is going to the apothecary for his shift tomorrow. Yep. Tuck Tuck is going to just do the same thing as yesterday and just be there for backup if needed. Be there for backup and keep an eye on like the front door, see who's coming and going, if anyone noteworthy shows up or doesn't. He's anything. essentially okay. the guy on stakeout with the huge telephoto lens camera. Just like, <laughs> yes. Okay. And uh, Scram, Hood, and Cheryl are returning to the, the Mascador for like resupply. Any plans for the rest of the night? Okay. So I'm not hearing any any plans. So we'll just go to the next day. Yep. Yep. It's the next day. So you three go into the Knotworks and make your way into the blood pools. You make it through the blood pools uneventfully. Nice. That's the perfect type of eventfully. So, uh, Cheryl and the Hood, you guys just go down to the bilges and get to work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going from six All to right. five. 
So Devoth, you report for duty. I'm, I'm guessing everybody like wakes up at around the same time. Yeah. Maybe Devoth wakes up a little earlier since he's got to report at four in four in the morning. Right. Uh, but yeah, everybody's out of the house pretty early. I would collect those sandals before I went to the um, bilge, though. Okay. All right. So Scram is scrying Shimmeray. Yes. Uh, then Shimmeray needs to make a will save, right? Correct. Let's just uh, cut ahead for uh, Cheryl and the Hood. Uh, I want each of you to give me a strength check. Twelve. Uh, oh, do I have to? You don't have to work the bilges today, I guess. If you want to check one day off. Right, right, right. All right. There you go. Bang. There's your fucking check. What do you think about that? Nice. I think now I'd like a constitution check from each of you. What? Yeah, I said it. Six. Whatever that number is. I see you got a ten. Oh, better than a six. Yeah. So uh, you're both able to adequately pump the bilges. The hood is looking pretty tired, though, and you are fatigued for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cheryl, you are not fatigued. Nice. So, Scram was going to scry Shimmeray. So Shimmeray needs to make a will save. Uh, and I'm looking up the scrying spell. And I would say you have secondhand knowledge. You've heard of the subject. You haven't met it, so you don't have firsthand. And you also don't have a likeness or picture or possession or body part. So... Total will save modifiers plus five that it is receiving out of the parameters of the spell. Got it. So plus five over its normal will save. Fourteen. Does not make it. Okay. So you are able to scry on Shimmeray. And uh, Shimmeray's a good kitty. Shimmeray spends most of her time just kind of uh, looking out the, the north most windows in her area you really have no point of reference where in the building this is but like shimmery kind of acts like a normal cat like she's kind of like looking out the passers-by in the streets like just kind of like peeking over the window like cats are wont to do like going like soon and uh when she's not looking out the uh the front window she uh like goes back into a deeper part of her area and when she's walking around like you can see that she's got a big space she's like walking through different rooms and there's like just like giant holes beaten through the wall uh you're not sure if it's intentional to give like it was just to give shimmery more space to roam but gaps in the wall big enough for a chariot to just like ride through in total shimmery seems to have access to four rooms you don't remember seeing any of them she like stops to uh just kind of like paw some shiny rocks and like play, <laughs> plays with those for a minute. You see some like very bare library shelves and like right as the spell's ending, she goes into the room farthest from the windows that she was initially looking out of. She like squats in her litter box and takes a shit. And, uh, <laughs> Just looks right at me <laughs> in the eye. <laughs> Did it hurt? Yeah. and you can see that the ceiling in this room is grated there's like a metal grate on the ceiling like the cheese it didn't look like she was guarding anything not really just kind of looked like she was being a cat you can also see uh some semi freshly picked clean carcasses in that room from from the looks of it shimmery seems to have like it 
it's got to be like a good portion of the level she's on she has to herself like so, there's four four rooms three of them are pretty big so like kind of going based off of uh the description that uh was kind of given to me by uh by Nick the the third story didn't seem so like it didn't seem like a bit large area so my thought is maybe that this is probably like closer to the second uh we now have a basic kind of like floor plan for the third right. floor mm-hmm. as well as the hoods scouting around of it and that really didn't seem like there was enough room that he didn't look into that would encompass an area large enough for this cat. Yeah, you could probably easily make that uh, make that assumption. Okay. And you've also walked through a decent amount of the first floor, and Devoth probably gave you a, a rough approximation of what he's seen. So by process of elimination, the only area that Shimray could be in is the second floor. That's what you get from your scrying. Devoth and Tuk Tuk... Uh, you go through your day of scouting slash guarding, and nothing really big happens. Scram, Cheryl, and uh, the Hood, were you going to spend the night at the ship, or are you returning to the house by the end of the day? I could stay on the ship. Might as well. Okay. We don't need to be back to the house tonight. Okay. All right. Devoth, your shift is over at noon. So, do you do anything with the rest of your day? You know, you've got to... we went back at midnight. Yeah, four to noon. Yeah, and then uh, midnight to eight in the morning. Lovely. Yeah, uh, Devoth has nothing else going on because I mean, if that guard do, if that shift didn't prove anything fruitful, and uh, if I guess these guys are gonna stay on the ship for the day, then I've got nothing else to do except wait for my next shift. Okay, so Devoth and Tuk Tuk kind of go through their day uneventfully. Scram gets some decent. Uh, reconnaissance via scrying and uh, Cheryl and the hood get a day of bilge work out of it and everybody is now 8th level whoa what and we'll see you next week oh damn see ya see ya oh cause you guys all stopped immediately and I'm still talking well cause no one told me to stop so I just then I ask can I stop (laughs) 